Hey. What's up? How's it going? Good. Good. So remember when we were up in Maine and we were talking about, we were talking about something else and I made a comment about stoicism and you were like, kind of rolled your eyes. I'm like super curious about what you were, like what you were thinking. Well, what I thought right after that was, why am I such an asshole? But um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I could have been a little bit more thoughtful, but I've been uh, thinking a lot about um, stoicism as I think what I had said was like, that's a slave's philosophy. Well, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You might have, I think you did say that. Yes. And that, that's what I, what I, why I felt like an asshole. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like unpack that, like, what do you mean? Cause I mean, let me just say, I don't know that much about stoicism. I have an impression of it because when I was little, when we were little, I, you know, like my hero in cultural hero was like Mr. Spock and, and also martial arts. There was like a sort of martial arts angle here. And, and I lived in a particular way. And then honestly, kind of recently, maybe in the last five years, stoicism sort of came onto my radar and I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like the way I am, but I don't actually know that much about it. You know, I'm like, oh, this, this is like kind of, you know, I like don't get all worked up about shit that I have no control over. So kind of sounds like that, but yeah, right. So that comment was kind of like interesting. So like, the, what do you, what, what were you thinking? Well, um, so I, um, I've listened to like philosophy podcasts from time to time mm -hmm. and will occasionally listen to it, like an audio book about this stuff. So I, I only know what I know and there's rafts that I, I don't know. So I, I could be just wrong in the first place, but from the impression that I've gotten <laughs> that about never it was, us. yeah, right. <laughs> like we, this could easily, this is like one of dad's fact free conversations, right? but like I associate it with how can I live a more um, like calm, peaceful life by accepting the world around me and, and what's happening to me. And I, mm -hmm. I kind of relate it really strongly with Buddhism, which takes me way back to high school and some of the um, like explorations of Satori and other little enlightenment events that happen to people and oh this is a pathway into learning about buddhism which was you know it's a whole other tangent but if i just had to put the idea in a nutshell it was like nothing really matters right like just it, it, there's an acceptance of what's happening to you and if you get too excited about the highs you're a fool and if you get too down about the lows you don't get it um you know, I, I remember a quote from one book, maybe this will put it into a nutshell where it was like the good stoic will, um, say, they won't say, I love this coffee cup. They'll say, I love coffee cups so that when their coffee cup breaks, they wouldn't be upset because you can just get another coffee cup, which was seemed fine. But the next paragraph was like, say that you love humans so that when your child dies, it doesn't bother you. And you could, there's just another human for you to love. And I was like, that seems outlandish <laughs> like i get it i get that there's like cultural attachments that are you know uh time bound and subjective and this is trying to get at a more rich universal timeless appreciation of reality mm. but it just seemed like it was like if i was actually a slave and i was a stoic i could just be okay with it yeah so so in other words so kind of like like 
a bunch of landowners sat around and dreamed this up so that their slaves would calm down <laughs> or not, <laughs> right. not cut their heads off. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, how can I, yeah, how can I like get, um, it's a, it's like a perfect way to keep everybody in their cast. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So counterpoint, I, I see that actually, that makes sense. It's like a good way to keep everybody calm down. The, I guess the counterpoint is that I see a lot of people enslaved to their coffee cup, you know, like that sort of, and I don't know if this is stoic or Buddhist or what, but the sort of attachment to stupid shit and, and like, like literally letting it ruin your day if that someone cut you off in traffic or, you know, stuff like that. It feels like if my impression of what I think stoicism is about is kind of an antidote to all of the, the, the minor slights and attachment to stuff that doesn't really matter that you just accumulating kind of like, um, there's like a minimalist thing that I feel is all bound up in both of these, you know, stoicism yes. and philosophy. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. Hmm. And, and positive, so, and I, right? Like you can see the positive of that, you know, that you're, it's like, sometimes you feel just disgusting. Like I, you know, why do I want to buy this new Bronco? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'll never go off-roading and it is built for off-roading, but for some reason, deep to my core, for some yeah. reason, I, yeah. I must have it. Right. I must this, have it. This is the image I must project. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, totally your point about, you know, like, don't be so attached to your kids is kind of like, yeah, that does seem too far. The, and, and I, you know, and, and I, I think you're right. I think they would kind of be like, well, what are you going to do? You know, it happened. Right. What are you going to do? And so it's kind of like, well, yeah, you're going to move on as brutal right. as that sounds. So did you, did you want to suffer for an extra year? Right. Mourning your child? They were right. like, they're like, well, if you, um, you know, how upset do you get when a stranger's child dies? That's how <laughs> upset you should be when your child dies. And yeah. that's like, that's not only like, okay, so that's like an amazing target to try and imagine, but it's weird because like, yay, I just avoided suffering for a year, but boo, like everyone thinks I'm a psycho. So, okay. And I, maybe I think I'm a psycho cause that seems crazy. Right. Right. Yeah, like pushed to an extreme, it certainly well. It comes down to how long how long is it appropriate to suffer? <laughs> right, right. So, right, it's not not the rest of your life. That would be a waste, you know. Or let, let's let's say, if, I mean, if we, I mean, I know people that have gone through this and are happy, productive people years and years later. Uh, so, at some point, it would be inappropriate for you for someone to be, you know, thirty years later, and they're it's it's the subject of every conversation, and they still start crying every time. And I think that would seem like their their life was stuck, you know, yeah, like move on, right? It's like <laughs> seriously, you've got two more. Yeah, I already did seven GoFundmes for you. Can you please enough? It's enough already. <laughs> so I think we can agree that there's a certain point where it it becomes. Um, tragic like double tragic where you know we didn't just lose one person we actually lost two so that oh nice right yeah so it totally. seems like it seems like okay so then so then there's maybe a point where it's probably too long and they're just it's like pathological it's become a, a, a some kind of a they're stuck right they're stuck I in think this there was torture a, chamber a i think there was a technical term in full metal jacket i think it was it's too beaucoup <laughs> too 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 beaucoup that's too too good isn't it too too big 
too big. It okay. was there was a scene with a whore in it. So <laughs> too you can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, earmuffs. So <laughs> so um, okay. So then the flip side is there's a, a period of time like the way you started off. There's a period of time that's not long enough. Right. Like like yeah. Like I saw a Ricky Gervais stand up routine where he's like he's like why would I have kids when like SIDS is a thing. Like I'm gonna walk in and be like, oh, baby's dead. <laughs> I guess I'll text Jane, <laughs> right? And it's funny because it's ridiculous. It's like so dark and so ridiculous. Oh, baby died. And <laughs> so there's definitely a period of time that that starts to feel inappropriate on both ends. I guess. Yeah, totally. Uh. And and it's like uh, it reminded me of again the link with with Buddhism for me that I think part of why this is so capturing my imagination is like pain is inevitable but suffering is optional yeah and do you agree with like, that or don't well it, it's a nice aim like you can aim for that <laughs> yeah you know uh-huh. but uh for some of us really really apparently like the suffering so you know i don't even know what it would be like to completely skip it mm. but like there was a, apart from like the the like the, at the edges like reduce your suffering you know, to the point where you're not looked at like legitimately like a psychotic. Right. The the other slave mentality piece that I was thinking about it was that if you like, how do you, how do people have projects and how mm. do people have, how do people determine, how do people engage politically? Like, and this is less apparent to me on the stoicism side because I don't know that much about it. So maybe I'm kind of going a little far afield, but I relate them together. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how, like if, if the world was just Buddhists, mm-hmm. what would society even look like? Like, did anybody want to figure out how to, you know, make a revolving door? You know, like, did anybody right. want to figure out, or is it just like, you know, it's all good. Everything's you good. Know? Yeah. Let's just or sit here and starve to death. Or, or it all, it all is anyway. It all is. So what's the point of, of, and let, let's review, like all progress comes at a cost. So there may be, the wisdom might actually be there. You know, where right, we're just in the in the the pendulum swing like so far, like where we're all striving, and I wouldn't even say all. I mean, I think it's very American. I think the thing you're referring to is very American, but um, th- this kind of like maybe maybe not, but it feels very American to me. This kind of like kind of like robber baron, like more is better. You know, how rich can I be? Sort of thing. Like if you take that as an extreme, and and you take you take if you take ambition away, what motivates you to do anything like take right. any action why not just sit there and why are you bothering to do it right and so this comes around pretty quickly too like why not just kill yourself like what is the yeah. reason right and i i don't know the answer to that for yeah the buddhist answer. either mm-hmm. i i think that with the buddhist answer and again just feeling super like not confident in this but there's a, a respect for life. Like you wouldn't go out of your way to kill you. You know, you'd step over an ant if you could. Oh, right. So you, you definitely can't. wouldn't kill yourself. Right. And then on the stoic stoicism side, again, I don't know what the F I'm talking about, but it seems like at, in that era, like suicide was reserved for like a, attaining some kind of a dignity, like, but that you would never just, just kill yourself to give up. Mm. You know, like if you were, ordered to kill yourself by the emperor you know stick your neck out and smile while they're cutting your head off but don't you wouldn't just kill yourself i don't think yeah i think seneca actually was killed by the emperor <laughs> it's, it's, or, yeah. or, or i'm not i'm pretty sure he was 
I think you're right. I think yeah. it was uh, Nero. That sounds right. Um, okay, so that kind of so so let's so you mentioned politics. If you think about so in again in the United States, our laws are heavily informed by Catholicism or Christianity. I never get those two straight. They're heavily informed. The morals and everything are heavily informed by like that branch of whatever you want to call it, organized religion. I mean, we swear on a Bible, right? Like in God right. we trust and all that stuff. So it seems like I'm wondering if I'm wondering if that just seems normal because we're used to it. I mean, I, I think it's it doesn't make sense to me. It seems to go against the, the sort of whole point of the United States. The, the whole impetus of the United States in the first place was to separate from the church. And then like, you know, here's the new boss, same as the old boss. But having some separation between church and state, I, I, you know, it's fair to say that that exists now. But still, it's like surprisingly intertwined, in my opinion. Right. So why couldn't it be? But there is a di- it's intertwined, but there's a definite difference. So like the 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 rules of the game are different than the rules of the church, for example. So the like laws are different than churches. You can see a lot of inspiration going both ways. It seems to me that it would be wouldn't it be a stretch that things could have evolved maybe in a different place or or whatever from a stoic philosophy or a buddhist philosophy but you still end up with laws it would just be informed by a morality that came from a different tradition and well, not and that's that, a yeah yeah go ahead and not that it would be like like the way that society works is purely governed by this religion right and i for buddhism to me is like i'm not going to apologize anymore for what i don't know i'm just going <laughs> to just say shit so but like uh, the they they don't have a sacred text they don't have a godhead at all mm-hmm. oh it's okay you need me all right i'll catch you later um they don't okay they don't have a godhead you know they i think that it's intended to you know revere and respect the writings mm-hmm. of of uh, the buddha mm-hmm. um but it's not like there's no dogma nobody's pouring over the text to find out why you're supposed to sacrifice you know your your eldest son to make it you know not not rain anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the Christian side, there seems to be like this sacred text that like rabbit hole, just park that for another time. Yeah. Ten commandments kind of like very similar to like a lot of laws. Right. And I just, I look at how, you know, my notion of how Buddhists are organizing themselves. And I look at how Christians and Catholics are organizing themselves and it seems fundamentally different. Like, Oh yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Like there, there, it, but you're right. It's it's a, it's a I, I feel like I might be losing the thread though because just trying to imagine like all of the different factors that have brought us the United States to mm. the social and cultural point that we are mm. driven by. Uh, would you like to find a productivity podcast? I mean, like, like can we slice and dice your life a little bit more to get <laughs> eke out a little bit more productivity versus you know what I mean? And but at the same time, like even without talking about robber barons. I heard on, you know, I was listening to something recently and it was like the combustion engine was lovely for improving the life of so many people, but it's also creating global warming. And so pick, pick your technological advancement and there's a flip side to it every time. Yeah. So it's like, who are the lazy people that are just, uh, contemplating, enjoying going slow and who are the people that are coming up with, you know, penicillin iPhones. yeah yeah pen- right i was gonna say medical science it's like do you or don't you want medical science but right I, I feel like and, and, obviously, and the, again the downside yeah. like how many people do we know that are you know 
maybe they would just i don't know i where yeah the unintended consequences of the advancement is it a quality of life Mm. right Mm -hmm. what you're doing you know yeah right well so i think that decision comes down i think that's where religions are useful where it's like well what does a better life look like and are are, let's say let's say there still is policy and laws and a structure that looks like the united states government and but it's informed by different could that exist could it have even come into being informed by a different moral code or different it's more i don't even feel comfortable saying moral code it's more like way of being that's considered appropriate by the majority of people like let's say the majority of of the people in the United States in the 1700s were Buddhist and and still wanted yeah it's like what wouldn't, wouldn't have even happened like what would it look like like let's how just would, say it did <laughs> yeah exactly like how would that have gone like so you have uh, a bunch of gentlemen that are working towards a a civil structure mm-hmm. like uh, written they you know it, it will be written it will be documented how this body politic is going to move forward mm-hmm. and it was informed by all the things yeah and clearly religion was a, a piece of that but it would be really compelling to to just as a thought experiment to imagine yeah. how that would be if they were buddhist right. i'm not sure i'm not even sure they make it over to america yeah that's what <laughs> i was thinking but stoics would have i i think from what i know about it i think stoics would have because they existed in a democracy fundamentally i mean it was a it was like that. I mean, there were emperors and stuff and it was probably, you know, a lot more warlike and they totally had wicked bad slavery, not the good kind, the really bad right, kind. I don't know that stoicism ever made it to the, the, the church of the state for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but Marcus since we Aurelius, had that con- right. I mean, stoic emperor, right. philosopher, king. True. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. But how did but that I work don't know out that for he, them? <laughs> but did he, but, and did he impose that on everybody? I have no idea. It does that see that feels very anti- it feels very like it's hard it's hard for me to imagine it being a bad thing that most people were a little bit more thoughtful about their reactions to stimuli which i feel like stoicism is really good about i agree i think it's it's like um what was it it was like in you know that movie oh brother where art thou yeah remember yeah. the the uh, the bank robber the bipolar bank robber <laughs> no i don't think so he you may remember the scene where they're driving on the dirt road and he and he shoots a cow. But anyway, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> he one of one of the O oh Brother Where Art Thou characters said because he's he's clearly you know pre-diagnosis bipolar. Yeah, and you know he's saying like it's 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 sad because he's basically just whipped around by the fates by his tail. You know, mm-hmm. like he and it's true. Like we just get whipped all over the place and don't have the character or the constitution or the training or whatever it is to separate the things. Yeah. To separate what matters and what doesn't matter or, or to even be thoughtful to how self-centered we are in our perceptions. So like when I cut somebody off, it's because of circumstance. I'm late. Somebody cuts, (laughs) when somebody cuts me off, it's their character. Yeah. They're an (laughs) asshole. Right. I'm late. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I was, you know, I'm clearly, clearly justified. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the thing is a um, separate. That's my favorite thing of the of the things I know about stoicism. My favorite thing about it is separating the stimulus from the actions. So, like, like back to the beginning, child dies. You're not supposed to not feel bad. 
you're just supposed to act in a way that is appropriate to the right. situation, right? So like, makes, yes. So like beating yourself up over something that you had no control over is not appropriate. Also the public flagellation, you know, the, the public exposure of every inner thought and fear completely. And again, now I'm going to be like the 50 year old dad and this damn generation for a second, but it's like, but it's not even just this generation. It's, it's me and my generation as well, where it was like feminism was like pushing and pushing and pushing for men to cry and for men to expose their feelings. And men are more and more expressing their feelings. But a lot of times they should just keep their fucking feelings to themselves because <laughs> one of the, well, I think what gets skipped is there's, there's a way that we react to each other that's fairly predictable. And if you tell somebody that something's wrong, they're left in a position where they're either not helping you and that makes them uncomfortable right. or it's just awkward. Mm -hmm. And so like sometimes it might be better off just to, for the, for the sake of manners, when somebody asks you how your day is and they're not a good friend of yours to not tell them that you had a wet fart and your <laughs> butt is itching and it's, and you can't wait to get to the shower. Cause like, that's just too much information, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm not, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but there's a, a woman that I worked with in the last 10 years who would constantly tell me about like her bodily functions and how they were being problematic. I'm not going to get in. I don't want to be disgusting. I don't want to offend you, but, but, but like, I was like, why are you telling me about like the number ones and number twos that are in your mind right now? Like, this is crazy. But anyway, like, so it gets to, I, I know I'm just going off on a tangent here, but it's like, the indulgence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like stoicism exact is this word. antidote to this entitlement that other people should care or can do anything about it. Yeah, right. There's a, there's a thing about it that the thing that I always come back to is it's like, it, it's not like, I think that it might be a fundamental difference between Buddhism and, and stoicism that stoicism doesn't say you shouldn't control stuff. It's just don't try and control stuff you can't control. Yeah. So that is huge. I think that is a huge, like, and so funny, you know, this isn't, there's something related in this book I'm, I'm listening to by a professional poker player who's also like a psychiatrist or psychologist, like by training. And she talks heavily about a couple of different cognitive biases that are exactly like your traffic story earlier, where, where when a poker player normally the vast majority of humans, if they were, you know, let's in this case, poker players, if they win a hand, they'll point to their skill as the reason. And if they lose a hand, they'll point to luck as the reason. Right. Even though it's probably a mix of both in both cases. Every time. Yeah. Right. So the, and the commiseration, the, there's a habit in that community where, and this is the same with your wet fart lady, that this constant commiseration or this desire to commiserate, commisery is, I see it everywhere and I have no right. patience for it. Right. Well, and, and this I think plays into stoicism well, because I've been exposed recently to the impact of our ability to implant memories, um, how easy it is to implant a raw, a fake memory. Oh yeah. And to retain it like a real fungible. one. Yeah. And our ability to fool ourselves and now the third layer, the the power of our thought in in 
in our well-being. Mm. And so this constant like indulgence of so I, I was having an argument with 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 Christy like two days ago mm-hmm. and we were it was getting worse and worse and worse. And it was getting like, oh, this has been an, an attract intractable problem for 30 years. And then like we pulled back from it and we're like, if we do this, this and this, this is going to be a good week. Let's do those things. <laughs> so it's Tuesday and we've had, it's been great, you know, but like that could have gone, that could have gone another direction just by like continuing to explore the malaise. You yeah. Know? Pick the scab. Right. It's like, right. Yeah. There's a, yeah, I love that word indulgence. There's this, this weird, it's like, I do this thing all the time when I'm coaching somebody in this emotional, they'll be in an emotional situation with like a client or something and they want to be right. They want to be recognized as right. They're the ones that are in the right over this dispute. And I'm like, but what do you want? What do you really want? Do you really want to be right? Or do you want to not get sued? Or do you want to get back to having a good week with the client? And And that's when you give them agency, right? That's Mm -hmm. when agency comes back. Because in the first scenario, they're chasing something that they can't control. They don't know if they're going to get from the person. They're giving power like, to the other party instead of taking it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Nice. All well, right, the stoicism, you got to go. Yeah, I got to run. The kids are getting hectic down there. I can hear them fighting I, with the dog. Or well, I was supposed to cook. I was supposed to cook pork butt at 530. So I got, I'm definitely. <laughs> you dump the rest is, of that is, drink on it. That's right. Well, yeah. all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Cool. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye.